Hey, everybody. We're back. Hey. We're back for more danger, but only in the it house. Be, if only you think we had enough danger already. Yeah. We need more danger. You, you know? need more danger in your life. No, I need more. So what we'll do is we'll go through the book, and when we get to decision point, if you're watching live, you can chime in on the chat and let us know where you want to go. And that's how we play the game. As if your Monday wasn't dangerous enough, we're going to give you more danger. Just crawling, crawling through the door today. Okay, so here we go. House of Danger. It is a Tuesday afternoon in late June. You're on your way down to your lab in your parents' basement when the phone rings. You dash into the lab and pick it up. I need, I need, dot, 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 says a weak voice. You hear a loud click and the phone goes dead. Drat. You weren't ready for that. You, the aspiring detective and psychic investigator, are caught off guard. You slump down into your chair. That voice really sounded desperate. You look around you. The heat of the day has not penetrated your combination office and research laboratory. Man, we are just humble bragging all over the place here. I mean, it's a research laboratory and an office, but whatever. You know. And we're not only a detective, we're a psychic investigator, too. Listen, dual career choices. That's how you go. You can't just do one thing in the 80s. you, you get, you got to specialize. By nine, you better have a dual career path. Otherwise, you're going to be left behind. Yeah. When you sit surrounded by the tools of your trade infrared active floodlights high-speed movie cameras and night scopes among them two large bookcases stretched from floor to ceiling crammed with titles that would drive the timid from the room for example Ooh. murder in fun ghosts and ghouls and corpses i have known to name a few the phone rings again and this time you're ready you pick up the receiver before the first ring dies out at the same time, you switch on your tape recorder and your electronic phone tracer. You note know the time, 2.42. Hello, you say? Help. I need your help. Who are you, you ask? What's your name? I'm scared, the voice says. They're after me. Get a hold of yourself, you say. I can help you if you give me your name and address. They've got me. They've got me. Click. The phone goes dead again, and this time, however, you are prepared. In the few seconds that you have been talking, your telephone trace device, which operates in milliseconds, has already found the number of the other phone, as well as the name and address of its owner. 483-7259, Henry Marsden, 1100 Hedgebrook. You copy this information down in your notebook. Something about this call's nagging at the back of your mind. Is it that this call reminds you of your spider ghost case? It, too, started with a mysterious phone call, even though you were quite young. You solved that case single-handedly. The citation you received from the FBI now hangs neatly framed on your office wall. And the generous reward you received from the Ridgeway family when you saved them from certain death has financed your specialized detective equipment. One thing you learned from that case is that working by yourself can be risky business. Ricardo and Lisa, two of your friends in the neighborhood, have been wanting to help you on a case. Well, this is their chance. You call them. However, they're not at home. You leave a message for them to call you back as soon as possible. You're eager to begin work on the case as soon as possible. But you know it might be dangerous to start off alone. So if you decide to go immediately to the address obtained by the phone tracing machine, turn to page four. 
If you decide to give Ricardo and Lisa a chance to call back, turn to page 14. Now, last time we waited for Ricardo and Lisa. So this time we're not going to wait. We're going to, we're not going to have anybody to betray and stab in the back later. We're just, we're going to put that aside. You know, the one downside to not getting them involved is that we can't stab their backs. Yeah. We'll have to restrain ourselves. All right. Page four. That would be you, Eddie. The Marsden residence turns out to be a large modern house, not an old crusty one. It's modern, y'all. It's modern. Come on. Located in a fashionable suburb about a half hour's drive from your house. You see it first through a tall iron fence running along the road. The house is set back behind a broad and well-tended lawn. You park your car down the road and walk back to the gatehouse that gives access to the estate. The gatehouse is strangely old-fashioned and ornate in contrast to the main house. Oh, now we got some old house there. Oh, there yeah. We go. The heavy iron gates inside their framework of stone stand slightly ajar, leaving just enough room for you to squeeze. Ajar? I thought it was a house. Yeah. But what is this? Tip. <laughs> Did you... Leaving you just enough room for you to squeeze through if you want to. There it is. A bronze plaque is set into the stone on the outside of the of the stone wall. It reads, Site of Hedgebrook Prison, which was burned to the ground during the... Which says burned to the ground. Who? What professional plaque place says that, by the way? Yeah, burned to the ground. We're not... Not just burned to the destroyed ground. in a fire. Burned to the ground. 112 prisoners died in the fire. Northwind Historical Society. It'd be funny if it said 111... Gentlemen died, and one Al Garrison, one Al Garrison died in the fire. <laughs> Nobody died in a pr- uh, prison fire. What's that? Nobody ever died going to a prison fire. No one ever died in a prison fire. Yeah. Nothwin Historical Society. You glance again at the house. The front of it is constructed largely of glass. A short distance. No, don't be throwing rocks. Ooh, don't need that. A short distance to one side of the house is what looks like a large, strange metal sculpture rising out of a number of huge blackened hunks of shattered concrete. By the way, that's the opening track to our new album, um, Blackened Hunks of Shattered Concrete. Yeah, Blackened Hunks of (laughs) Shattered Concrete. A A shudder goes through you as you realize that these forms of twisted metal might actually be the the remnants of the old, burned-out prison. Suddenly, a man dashes out of the front door of the house. Turn to page eight. Look at us. Shocked. <gasps> look at that. Turtleneck Art. sweater. Oh, man. Look at that turtleneck sweater. Oh, that's awesome. There's already, in this illustration, there's already chimpanzees coming at us already. Yes. Already. Uh, only page eight, and the chimps are there. Already on page eight. We're not even double digits yet. We got, we got apes coming at us. Apes, turtlenecks. Oh, my. I know. Help, help! They're after me, the man cries. Halfway to the gate, he drops to the ground as if he had been hit by an invisible hammer. That's track two on our new album. Invisible (laughs) Invisible hammer. (laughs) You dash through the gates and run toward the fallen figure, but something stops you in your tracks. Three snarling animals materialize in front of the house. What are they, you wonder? Can they be huge chimpanzees? They look mean and angry. For a moment, you are frozen to the spot. If you make a hasty retreat to your car, turn to page 31, 
if you decide that the chimpanzees are not as dangerous as they look and rush to give aid to the man, turn to page five. All right. So let us know in the chat. Do we make a hasty retreat or do we actually have empathy and sympathy and help somebody else out for once? He's like, what kind of psychic? Oh, there we go. It's, uh, invisible hammer time. Hammer time. She's a chimpanzee. Chimpanzee. Chimpanzee in. Ow. So far, like I said, we've done a lot of humble bragging in this one. I'm impressed. I don't think I yep. s I've seen this much humble bragging in, in previous books. Jesse points out mean and angry, which I feel like are redundant, but it's okay. We're just oh, that's true. Well, using those adjectives. I guess it's you okay. can be mean maybe without being angry. You can take a chimp if you believe in <laughs> if you believe in yourself. It's true. That was also an eighties slogan. It had the <laughs> Believe you can in fight yourself. Fight a chimp if you believe in yourself. Okay, here we go. The more you know. You go. You too can fight a chimp. You can't take a spider ghost, Jesse. You know that. You can't fight a spider ghost. You need a spider. You need a spider shoe. You need a ghost shoe. A ghost shoe. <laughs> Hit it with the ghost shoe. You just take off your shoe and head towards it. We have a vote for give the man aid. Two votes for that. So I think we're getting a majority here. Take a chimp. Here we go. Page five, Lee. It's totally against our our normal character of helping people. You the chimp fighting music. You're like, there you go. go. <laughs> ding ding ding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to hear the spider ghost. We need a sequel to this one. Right, right. Spider ghost. Spider ghost. You have to admit that you're scared, but the man on the ground needs help. The only weapon you can think of is the pen knife that you always carry in your pocket. There I it mean, is. Of course. You've got what, three or four. <laughs> you have what four orangutans, and you you bring out your little pin knife. I can I'll give you at least two paper cuts. <laughs> Death by a thousand give cuts. Give you a moderate scratch yeah. on your knuckles. <laughs> yeah, you might need a band aid. Don't bring a pin knife to a chimpanzee fight. <laughs> <laughs> you take out the knife and brandish it wildly as you run forward. The chimpanzees seem to back off, but they're still snarling. Just as you reach the man on the ground, they lop off into the bizarre ruin near the house. They swing through the ragged network of twisted beams for a few seconds and then vanish. You turn your attention back to the man on the ground. His breath comes in short gasps that sound almost like sobs. I'd be crying too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I about got chimp murdered and you brought a penknife to this thing. I'm screwed. <laughs> I'm in trouble. One hand of the fallen man is covered with a brown leather glove. Ooh. This hand is grasping a small triangular piece of paper. You bend down and take the paper from his fingers and examine it for a message. It's blank on both sides. Just then the man gives one terrible gasp and lies still. Your knees are weak. This man has been frightened to death. The chimpanzees death. reappear in front of the house. One of them holds a long bamboo blowpipe. He puts it to his lips and blows. You feel a breeze on your cheek. Could it be from a dart whizzing by your face? You yes, race back yeah, across the lawn. Yes, yes it is. It's through the gate and back to your car. All right, here's another choice here. If you decide to call the police and report a possible murder, turn to page 65. If you decide to come back later and sneak up on the house from a different direction, 
turn to page 15. So do we, we call the cops or do we come back later? That is the choice. We almost got taken out by a blowpipe blowing chimpanzee. It'd be so fun to do a mashup of these books one day. Okay. Like, what if we did a mashup where we had like three books and it's like turn to page 10, but you had to switch books and turn to page 10 in that book? Oh, we need to try that. Yeah, that'd be funny. It's like the Mad Libs of Choose Your Own Adventure. Yeah, so like every every option, you're switching books as you change pages. You know? <laughs> Just that doesn't make any sense at all, or it maybe it does. Completely nonsensical. Oh, we have to do that. I would bet yeah. it would work out pretty good, if especially if you came with the same authors. Get the same authors. Yeah, so all Edward Packard books, all R.A. Montgomery, those two especially have kind of their own style and feel to them. Exactly. I like Jesse's thing. Sneak up on the house. I say we fight the house. Get our pen knife, start stabbing the house. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Take that, take that house sighting. Yeah. Uh, take that. Homeowners Association, HOA, take this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about your color selection. <laughs> uh, excuse me, in the HOA um, covenants, it clearly says you cannot stab your house with a pen knife. Oh, really? Yes, it does say that on page 18, paragraph 3, line 4. Too, too high. I'll see here. We got mad, angry, mad and angry was my mad about you fan fiction. Don't let the cops come back later. Do okay, unanimous on that? Come back later, I think. Yeah. Sneak so, up. Come back later. Page 15. Here we 15, go. 15. That's you. I, th- I bet you the chimpanzees are violating the, the pet covenants of the HOA. Oh, dude. That HOA is like, are there chimps? Did I see chimps on your front lawn? No, no. It's. My family, I, t- I take offense to this. Yeah, we just haven't shaved in a while. <laughs> you drive about a mile away from the house and park the car on the side of a tree-shaded road. You check the time on your digital watch, not an analog. Ah, we're high tech. We're, we're, you're right. It is 4.35 p.m. It has been almost two hours since you got that phone call. My psychic time-reading abilities. <laughs> You take out the piece of paper that you took from the hand of the dying man. You realize that it is the corner of a larger sheet of paper. Two of the edges are cut straight, and the third side of the triangular piece is ragged where it was torn off. You hold it up to the light, almost expecting a message to somehow hidden, be hidden inside the paper itself, which is ridiculous. But I also saw chimps that I had to fight off with a penknife, so Lord knows. Yeah, all bets are off. Anything can happen. You start to stick the paper back into your pocket when something makes you hold the paper back up to the light again. You hadn't noticed it before, but the paper has tiny flecks of red and blue in it. Now that rings a bell, of course. The special paper that U.S. currency is printed on has those flecks in it. That correspondence course paid off. Correspondence course in forgery. Several thoughts spin across your mind. Angry and grumpy, (laughs) the mad and angry thoughts. Was that man Henry Marsden? Was it his house? Was he a counterfeiter? Or was he trying to escape from counterfeiters? Were those counterfeiters chimpanzees? Trying to escape seems more likely. And what about those chimpanzees? Could there be a counterfeiting animal trainer? Oh, my. Maybe he's psychic, too. Everybody has a psychic career here. (laughs) That makes about as much sense as a yodeling astronaut. Or a kid who has an office 
and a laboratory in his parents' in house. his parents' basement and got money from the FBI. You drive home. We're nine years old in this. How are we driving home? I know. We're a big wheel. Back back then, we used to. Yeah, it's a big wheel. <laughs> this whole time, he's nine. Well, it's here, Jesse. Wait, that's the actual text. Yes. It it is. It is Jesse. <laughs> R. A. Montgomery. Kips. You drove home to see. You drive home to see if Ricardo and Lisa have called. You check your phone message recording machine. You check your phone message recording machine. Wow, that takes you back. Nothing yet. You put some equipment into your shoulder bag, a pair of high-powered binoculars, a small tear gas gun, and a high-speed camera with a zoom lens. We have a tear gas and gun. We have a tear gas gun. We got we got like a uh, a coat made of tasers. The Taser Blazer, that's what we call that one. Taser Blazer. <laughs> man, we're ready. We're ready to go, man. Chip can't touch me with this Taser Blazer on. He'll get shocked. Of course, it hurts putting it on. Yeah, Rambo ain't got nothing on us. Jesse's mad and angry. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. Then back to the Marsden place. You plant yourself in a clump of bushes. That seems not counterproductive. Don't be doing that. Yeah, don't. You got to get up out of that. From here, you can see the house, but no one can see you. Once again, the hubris. Yes. You can scan the lawn with your binoculars. The body of the man has disappeared. All seems quiet. Page 24. Just then, a long black limousine drives up to the gatehouse. Limousine! Limousine! Two tough-looking men get out and walk toward the house. When they are almost there, the chimps appear. When they are almost there... The chimps appear. The men just ignore them and go back into the house. Nothing to see here. Yeah, just, just chimps. chimps. Exactly. Then the chimps vanish again into thin air. These these paragraphs. I don't understand. Yeah, this boom. These chimps are gone. That's it. The chimps are not real. They must be filmed and projected holograms. Oh. Three-dimensional pictures made with laser light. Programmed to turn on and off whenever someone approaches the house. Minutes later, the two men leave, carrying several small packages. Yeah, we just got it all figured out. He's just like, I'm so good at being good. So good at being awesome. Things begin to add up in your psychic mind. This place <laughs> is spooky enough, built next to the ruins of the old prison. Add to this a snarling image of chimpanzees to scare off anyone getting too close to the house. It's a perfect base of operations for a gang of counterfeiters who like chimps and lasers. Chimps and lasers. <laughs> that's a that's a hidden track on our on our album. Yes. Chimps and play, lasers. If you play it backwards, chimps and lasers. Lee is dead. <laughs> no, not not the best one. Let it be Eddie, please. I buried Eddie. <laughs> Eddie's in the backyard. The unfortunate man who died must have somehow stumbled into their hideout. You ease out of your observation post in the bushes. Your observation post, you jumped into a bush, dude. Yeah, come on. So we're trying to spice it up. You drive to the nearest telephone to inform the police. Then you check your watch. 7.23 p.m. Your digital watch. Digital watch, yes. 7.23 p.m. Case solved in four hours and, 21, and 41 minutes. Not bad. Hubris level achieved. We are just so full we're of it. Insufferable. We are. 16. The next day, the lead story in the, the Northwind, North by the way, 
time, I thought it was Northwind for the longest time. Northwind Times is on a tip from a well-known detective. Ooh. Oh. We are awesome. suspicions were aroused by strange occurrences around the Hedgebrook prison ruins, police raided a nearby house yesterday. Initially scared by chimps, they realized they were laser chimps and were not scared. <laughs> Exposing a counterfeiting operation. Seized were a number of bogus printed plates, printing plates and a large quantity of counterfeit money. Three men were arrested, all with mustaches, and oh. charged with homicide as well as counterfeiting after the body of another as yet unidentified man was found in the basement of the house. The, the end. end. Yes. Hubris. Maximum hubris. We are better than everybody else. Like, we're, we're like, the person that walks into a room and we're like, I'm better than everybody in this room. You walk in, you start literally telling people you're welcome. You're like, listen, what's happening here? What are we doing? We need some applause for that one. We pat ourselves on the back. Hey, Saul. That was good, though. But just the <laughs> arrogance. <laughs> Had to drive to a phone. Man, the 80s sucked. Yeah. 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 Uh, worst psychic with a pen knife ever. Didn't even notice that was a hollow chip. Yeah. I know. We probably were like, you know what? I don't even need to go to this. I, I, I've got this figured out without even going on site. That's how amazing I am. You know, the thing is, like, I didn't want to say it in the beginning because I was like, you know, I better, like, you know, investigate it or whatever. But when I, when I, when I walked up on the site, I was like, holographic chimps, counterfeiting. Counter counterfeiters. I, I don't even need to be here. I, I could I could have just been at my lab. You know, studying all the books on my bookcase and tell and looking in my mirror and telling myself how awesome I am. I am. Corpses I know too comes out today. I missed the release party for this. Yeah, for this I could have. I could have. Corpses I know part two. Well, hey kids, House of Danger the book may not have been that crazy cool, but we're about to dive into the game. Yes. Again. Again, more danger. You thought the danger was done. No. Not even close. Silly you. We're going back for more. House of Danger, The Return. House of, Dan House of Danger 2, we've moved. We've moved. <laughs> <laughs> Down the street. Foreclosure. <laughs> Foreclosure edition. So. Foreclosure edition. 2021 edition. You can't afford to buy another a house now. So this is a game based on the book. It is set up a lot like the book. You have a, a deck of cards that gives you the story. And then, so, Eddie, just like the the book, we're starting out with a pocket knife and a water bottle. Not a pin yep. knife, a pocket knife this time. Pocket knife. They didn't want to play around. No. So what we'll do is we'll read the first card here, and then it'll tell us you know, what items we get, what our objective is, so... All right, Eddie, do you want to start this one since I started the book? Here we go. We're doing chapter one tonight. Yes. So, and this is cool. The card, the, the deck of cards is divided up into chapters. I know. It's perfect. Yeah, so here's, here's chapter one right here. So just like the book, when we get to decision point in the game, then we'll leave it up to the chat where we should go. House of Danger, a cooperative adventure game. Based on the book, 
by R.A. Montgomery. Dun dun. It's R.A., correct? My eyes are so It old. is. It's R.A., yep. The Ground, Chapter One. It's a coffee shop. It's a Tuesday morning in late June, and you are a w- wake up in a cold sweat. The nightmares came back again. Ooh. Last night. <laughs> Even though you are an aspiring detective and psychic investigator, not getting away from that. You haven't been able to make sense of the haunting dreams you've had for the past few weeks. In your dreams, holographic chimps are everywhere. Just kidding. kidding. In your dreams, you keep seeing the same spooky house. You are still shivering under the covers when you hear the phone ring downstairs in your basement. Where you have your combination office and research laboratory right next to your mom's sewing room. You dash down to the lab to answer it. I need, I need, a weak voice says when you pick up the receiver. I need your help. You hear a loud click and the phone goes dead. You yawn and go back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Decide to forget the whole thing. But you were prepared. While the caller was calling, you activated your high-speed telephone tracing device. We are outfitted. Oh, yeah. We're ready. It instantly displays the caller's number, 555, which is a hint that this is the 80s book. Yes, it is. 7259. You call back the number right away, but there's no answer. Well, ghosts can't answer a call after they make one. Everybody knows that. Like, once you call, you can't just answer the phone. I, I thought we were smart. Yeah. After consulting the tall stack of reverse phone books behind your desk. Because we got reverse phone books. Okay. That's awesome. Behind your desk, you are disappointed to learn the number is unlisted. <gasps> Ooh. They don't list the numbers from hell. <laughs> <laughs> or arrogant nine-year-olds. Arrogant nine-year-olds, hell. Yeah, okay, same thing. You sense that the phone call is somehow related to your nightmares. Mm-hmm. That's the psychic part. Later, while at the Hedgebrook police station to return a night scope you borrowed for a recent stakeout, you're just borrowing taxpayer-paid equipment. Like, it doesn't matter. You're like, listen, man. He's nine. He can handle it. I'm nine. Where am I going? I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> just give me the night scope. I got fourth grade school tomorrow, man. I got a power wheel. <laughs> Leave me alone. Let me borrow that scope, that night scope. We're all good. You borrowed for a recent stakeout. You described the mysterious phone call and your recurring dreams to your friend, Sergeant Morrison. Nothing weird here. No, not at all. The call does sound strange, he says. We'll look into it. And about that house in your dreams, a voice says from the hallway, I wonder if you're dreaming about the Marsden house out on Hedgebrook Road. Detective Murphy sticks his mustached face into the room. Mustached face. Uh Uh-oh, we're in trouble. Man with a mustache. Run. Yeah, I don't care if he's a policeman. Is it a phone book just a phone book? That's That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it is. is. But we'll we'll call it a reverse phone book. These are special. They're reverse phone books. Yeah. Modern house, ornate gate. That sounds like the Marsden place, all right, says Sergeant Morrison. Strange things are reported to happen out there. Detective Murphy takes a puff on his pipe because it's the 80s. Yeah. You blew smoke in kids' faces. You were like, (laughs) sorry, buddy. (laughs) Here's some smoke, kid. (laughs) 
get out of my office. That place is haunted, he says. I know it sounds unprofessional, but I've got a file on the Marsden place for years, and I'm sure of it. He waves a folder in front of your eyes, and a phone number written on the front jumps out at you. It matches the one from your mysterious phone call. Oh, boy. So the call is related to your nightmares. Your psychic senses were right. Draw clue number 26, Lee, to discover your goal. Our goal is to get inside the Marsden house. Back at home, you grab a bottle of water and your trusty pocket knife. There they are. There we go. Preparing for a new investigation. Half an hour later, you stand before the Marsden residence, which appears exactly as it did in your nightmares. Because I'm a psychic, for God's sakes. I'm a professional. I dream in stereo. Yeah, I dream in stereo. (laughs) The house's futuristic look is a strange contrast to the antiquated appearance of the stone wall and the wrought iron gate, which is locked shut and wrapped in steel chains. Even though the air is balmy, a chill travels down your spine. The gathering clouds on on the horizon hint at a brewing summer thunderstorm. If you search the wall for a way in, go to story card 13. If you climb the gate, go to story card 7. So, do we search the wall or climb the gate? Yes, and we're already a meteorologist. We're, we, we already oh, can right. tell that there's a storm coming. Well, feels like rain, so I'm supposing that a psychic holographic chimp rain is coming. Is coming. <laughs> Here's Jesse. Men are from Marsden. Women are from Venuston. Al, climb the that gate. So stretch. Al is for breaking and entering. I mean, why not? Yep. It's the 80s. It's the 80s. We, we commit a felony on a regular basis. No adventure. No, no adventure happened without trespassing in, in yes, the 80s. Exactly. Movie. All right. Story. So we got one vote for climb the gate. We'll give it maybe just a minute. But otherwise, we're going to be heading to seven. Listen, I can't see holographic chimps from where I'm at. I need that's to get true. In. Yeah, I need to get in and get some chimp. See some chimps here, or maybe they're not holographic. What we do is next time we're at the zoo, you're just like these chimps are holograms. Yes, they're it's not, not real. even real. They're not Where's real. The counterfeit. This is they just people that did the fake moon landing. <laughs> <laughs> they ask you to leave. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you, sir. Please leave. Go. We're going to climb that gate. We're going to climb the gate. Climb that gate. Story card seven, sir. You pull yourself over the rusty gate and land with a crunch on the gravel driveway leading toward the house. But before you can survey the surrounding, you hear a guttural sound coming from your left. You encounter a shadowy, hunched over figure emerging from the darkened doorway of a decrepit gatehouse. You can just barely make out the eyes and white fangs dripping with saliva. The figure crouches as if it's to spring forward at any moment. Who's there, you stammer? Suddenly, the creature lunges at you, snarling. You spot a guardhouse not far away. If you can get past the creature, you might be able to hide there. Or perhaps you should just turn and flee up the driveway towards the main house. Optional challenge. So here we go. Fight the creature... If we win, we get clue 10. If we lose, raise the danger meter by two. So it just means, so what the way it works is the danger meter, we're at three right now. So as long as we roll a three or higher, 
we don't suffer any damage or we win the fight, excuse me. But we have our pocket knife, which gives us an extra point. So as the danger meter gets higher, then obviously it's harder to survive because you have to roll a higher right. and higher number. So, Right, the risk goes up. Yes. So I say we roll, grab our pocket knife, and I'll roll the six-sided dice here. We roll to four. We get plus one for the knife, so we easily won. So we get clue number 10 from our clue deck. And that is, as soon as I get it here, clue 10, the grounds, chapter one. Okay. It's probably unwise to engage such a savage beast in combat, but danger is your middle name. Ah, bragging again. <laughs> Listen, I just finished that course on and in uh, pen knife and chimp fighting. I got to put it to the test. Yeah, I got to try it out. Make sure all these work. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> you land a few quick jabs on the creature before it can react, and then you throw it to the ground. You stand ooh. there for a moment. Your confidence is high. Then the creature leaps to its feet and rushes you. You manage to win round one, but you're in no hurry to start round two. So you race for the shadows beside the big boulder before the creature can get his hands on you. Draw clue 25. Race for the Shadows is our new album. A new album coming out this summer. House of Danger, Race for the Shadows. Oh, so we get high-power binoculars. You find Ooh. a pair of binoculars in the shadows. Uh, I thought we were a true detective. We would have had these already. Didn't we borrow them from the police? We gave them back. Gave them back. Oh, there God. we go. I gave them back too soon. <laughs> oh, no. You find a pair of binoculars in the shadows with the creature on the loose. You can't hide here forever, so you run to the guardhouse. Keep this item. Go to story card 19. Okay. So we'll put this with our water bottle and our pocket knife. Said to go to... So we're jumping to 19, huh? Yes, so story card 19. You were lucky enough to escape the creature, but you know it's still out there. Somewhere. You run into the old guardhouse, which is a small room with several TV monitors flashing black and white images of various places on the estate grounds. Some monitors are broken and shards of glass are scattered across the desk and the wood floors. A hefty book titled History of Northwind County is lying on the desk. Curious, you look up the name Marsden Henry. Hey, we have a giant bookshelf. Why don't we already have that already? We should have read it already. Right? I mean, come we on. have a copy of that? I thought we were professional. Yeah, come on. Ugh, I'm disappointed. Secretly hate yourself. Yes. <laughs> self-loathing. Roll the dice for a self-loathing yeah. point. Yeah, self-loathing. <laughs> Curious, you look up the name Marsden Henry in the index. Sure enough, it references an entry on page 93. You, your heart races as you turn to read this bio. Henry Marsden, born 1839, died 1887. General in the Union Army during the Civil War. Severely wounded at the Battle of Shiloh in 1862. Appointed warden of Hedgebrook Prison in 1880. Rumored to have been killed in a prison riot in the prison riot fire of 1887. Not a popular guy, you think. The desk has three... We're judging a guy that's been dead for we 100 are. years. We are. We are. <laughs> okay. With the Neil Diamond song Shiloh playing in the background, you're like... <laughs> yeah, as you're judging. Not, not a popular guy, you know? I don't know. I didn't know yeah, him. Not, but, not you know. popular like me. 
Yeah. Not a, ding. Ding. <laughs> Here we go. Do it again. You get the mirror from your back pocket and just look at yourself. Exactly. <laughs> Admire yourself briefly. The desk has three drawers. Maybe there's something useful inside. A wooden ladder leads up to a hatch in the roof. Through a window filled with cobwebs, you can see an open field that leads to the manor's front door. You can consider what to do next. Optional challenge. Search the desk drawers. Win. Draw clue four. Hmm. Okay. There we go. All we got to do... Oh, we have the binoculars. So if you notice on the card, you see a little eye there. Yep. We have the binoculars, which gives us a plus two, oops, plus two Ooh. bonus when we roll. So we can easily win this one. So there's no reason not to do this one. Roll to five easily. So we get clue four. You find a battery in a drawer. It could power a flashlight or a taser. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what else? It's a nine volt battery. Oh. All right. Keep this item. Finish story card 19. So, put it here next to our knife and water bottle. All right. If you climb the ladder to the hatch in the roof, go to story card 27. If you crawl through the window and run for the front door of the house, go to story card 3. So, do we climb the ladder or do we go to the front of the house, front door of the house? So, let us know in the chat. I like how the battery is either going to power a flashlight or a taser. You know, we're nine. You know, possible. You know, gotta gotta think ahead here. <laughs> you know, what, what am I going to power with this here battery? You know, I have so this grenade. Oh, oh, that's a good window. There's a window. I'll just throw that grenade right through. That looks like a good spot for it. Yeah. Why not? Where does my grenade need to go? I got I got a pocket full of adventure. grenades. Where do I throw this grenade? <laughs> In a window. <laughs> Sounds like the most logical. All right. Climb the ladder with gusto, Al says. We're not just going to climb it. We're going to climb it with gusto. Yes. Climb the ladder. That is 27. Wait a little bit and see if we have some more votes. Yeah, we'll wait another second here and see. But otherwise, we're going to be going to story How much gusto do we have? I don't know. It's probably, well, we have that battery. We can, does that charge gusto or just tasers? It's got a gusto bonus. Yes, get a gusto bonus of three because we have a battery. Isn't that like a spicy soup with like potatoes and crawfish? Oh, it's gazpacho, isn't it? That's gumbo, you gumbo. Oh, okay. <laughs> Climb the ladder with gumbos. I mean, on your, you on hang, your shirt. hand a big bowl of gumbo. <laughs> smell like sausage and Cajun stuff. All right, twenty-seven. That'd be you, Eddie. Twenty-seven. With the gumbo modifier. Yes. The gusto modifier. You scramble up the ladder, through the hatch, and onto the guardhouse's decaying tile roof. It seems to be on the verge of collapsing, just like our career. <laughs> but you find a spot that you are reasonably sure won't cave in when you put your weight on it, because now we're structural engineers. Yes, we, we can tell. Across the dangerously unstable roof from where you crouch uneasily, you can see a pile of construction materials, probably left over by contractors working on the roof. Among the material is a first aid kit. That can't be a first aid kit. I'm telling you now, I work with contractors. That's the last thing those guys would keep around. <laughs> no, exactly. 
We they need a first, first aid, aid kit. But navigating the length of the roof to reach it will be perilous. One wrong step and you could stumble off the roof into a ditch you see below. See, that's the thing. Do you risk getting the first aid kit to kill yourself? <laughs> to get... I got the first aid kit, but I have a fractured leg. Yeah. But now I, yeah, my lung is punctured. What do yeah. I do? A good trade-off. Near you is a thick vine that you could climb down to reach a courtyard, and not too far from you is a long board someone has laid between the roof and a nearby greenhouse, which seems to be sturdier than the guardhouse. Optional challenge. Get to the first aid kit. Win. Draw clue six, then make your story choice below. If we mm. lose... Raise the danger meter by two and go to story card 26. Okay. So do we want to try to get the first aid kit? I guess is the first question. Yeah, that's the first question. Okay. Well, all we have to do is roll a three or higher and we can get the first aid so kit. Let's do that. I think we should go for that. We rolled a five again. So we get nice. clue number six. Clue six. What do we got here? Clue six. Should be a first aid kit. First aid kit. First aid kit is fully stocked. The way things are going, you're sure you'll you'll need it. <laughs> Discard at any <laughs> time to lower the danger meter by four. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, we're not very confident, even though we're a big time bragger. The first aid kit is fully stocked. I'm a hundred percent boo-boo proof. All right. So now that we got our first aid kit, story choice, kids. Here we go. If you cross to the greenhouse. Turn to page story card 29. If you climb down the vine, go to story card 14. That's our two choices. To the greenhouse or down the vine? <laughs> that is the question. The eternal question. Yeah. Vine or greenhouse? All right. Let us know in the vine. chat. A lot of climbing. I know. I don't know why we're... Why we started on the roof... Other than the creature was after us, I guess. That was probably part of it. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure how the layout is on this house. <laughs> Gumbo. I, I don't need a first cross aid like kit. Cross like a boss. We have a vote, vote cross for like a boss. to the greenhouse. Okay, so we're going to the greenhouse. Grab our first aid kit, our taser battery, our pocket knife. Man, I hope we brought we're, a backpack. We're crushing it. We got a lot of and binoculars. We got binoculars, too. Man. All right. It's better After, to see my first aid kit. Yeah, that's right. After crossing the precarious board, it's a precarious board, not just a board. It's a precarious you board. You precarious little board. Always up to your board shenanigans. Is that like pine or oak or cherry? <laughs> I think it's well known that uh, pine is way more precarious than cherry. Cherry's kind of more down to earth. Yes. You find yourself at one end of the walkway that spans the length of the greenhouse roof. From here, you can see most of the mansion's vast grounds, which are a little out of place amid the surrounding suburban neighborhood. The air is full of mosquitoes and other buzzing insects. The clouds you saw on the horizon earlier seem to be closer now. You see that there's an open access door in the roof that would allow you to descend into the greenhouse. You can also drop down onto a path which appears to lead to the side of the mansion itself. Okay. If you wiggle through the access door and enter the greenhouse, go to story card two. If you drop onto the path and run to the side of the house, turn to story card 20. 
So do we go through the access door or do we drop down and run to the side of the house? Can I stab this house? Yeah. With my, with pen, my knife. pen knife. <laughs> exactly. I like the pacing. House fight. Yeah, house fight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like the pacing. It's not like some of the books that we've read, you know, where you spend six or seven pages before you get to no. a choice. This one is good pacing. You have the clues to kind of mix it up as oh, well. Yeah. I think this works better as a game. I think it does. I think I like the game honest. so far better than the book. I regret that we didn't read the book last time we did this, but now we can kind of compare them and I yeah, think it does yeah. really well. We have some vote some votes for access door with gumbo. gumbo. So we only we only have gumbo. All right, so that is story card is two. Twenty. Uh, two. In one heroic move, because we are heroes. Yes. You jump into the opening of the roof access door and land on your feet inside the greenhouse, ninja-like. Now we're a ninja. We're a ninja. Listen, I might be a psychic. I might be a structural engineer. Meteorologist. Meteorologist, crime investigator. I can't go around saying I'm a ninja. <laughs> ninja-like. A ninja-like. I'm ninja-adjacent. I, okay. I watched Karate Kid three times. Three times. I saw Sidekicks, all of the first season of Sidekicks, when it was new. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't tell me. you have not seen Sidekicks. I haven't seen Sidekicks. I'm going to have to go. You know what I'm talking about? I, I've heard of it, but I've never actually watched Google it. Google it. so good. Okay. Okay. Ninja-like. Oh, God. Did they say it twice? You take a Ooh. deep. Oh, God. Here we go. You land on your feet inside the greenhouse, ninja-like. You take a deep breath. Ninja-like. Ninja -like. You oh, collect man. yourself ninja-like. <gasps> what? You assess the situation like a ninja. Do you see oh, this? This is this real. This is awesome. <laughs> oh, four times. The botanical... We are saying we're a ninja in this. We time. are. The botanical specimens in this greenhouse are unlike anything you've ever seen in your ninja-like life. <laughs> Glossy pink bulbs seven feet across uh, sit atop yellow vines that spread horizontally for 20 feet. One plant with sharp spikes is actually see-through. Suddenly you hear a rustling sound. You look to the corner of the room, ninja-like, and see a dark green cluster of vertical vines twitching and shaking. I might not be alone, you think, with your ninja thoughts. Through the wall of the greenhouse, you spot a commotion of some kind on top of a gazebo. Just, I almost said gazebo, by the way. Anyway, gazebo, just beyond the trees, about 40 feet away. You need to think ninja-like fast. Fast. If you check out the writhing vines, go to story card 25. If you dash outside to explore the commotion on the gazebo, go to story card number nine. Wow. Ninja. We almost need a ninja counter. We're getting close there. We're already right. at the four. Yeah, I know. I looked up Sidekicks. It is a 1992 American action-adventure comedy filmed and directed by Aaron Norris featuring Jonathan Brandis and Chuck Norris. Whew. Awesome. I'll have to check That's that so out. Good. Writhing Vines never killed anybody. There it is. Wow. In words of Story wisdom. card 25. 
As soon as you take a step toward the vines, one of them lashes out and wraps around your neck. Then another whips around your waist. More and more vines spring out at you. This isn't really happening, you think. <laughs> the vines are moving all around you, spinning you into a cocoon. You struggle to break free of them, but they only tighten their grip on you. This can't be real. Eventually, you can't breathe. Everything seems to turn deep green. Then you see a bright white light, and then you no longer exist. The end. Oh, man. Hot day, we died. We didn't ever died. What we happened to our died. ninja skills? We should have known this was coming. Give me an oh, yeah, on that real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we no longer exist. Oh, and that needs a... We are erased from existence. Well, so this... <laughs> That's a Rankin-Bass sound, too, by the way, you got right there. Uh-oh. Move back one space on the psychic scale and return to story card two. So they let you so start what's over. What's nice is it lets us return to the story card. Yes. We're just a little weaker now, on now, the story. Now, with having had died, do we put a pause in this tonight? Is that the... Is that yeah. The, uh... So next time we'll... Uh, let's see. It said start to page two, it said? Story card two. Okay. So it does give us a chance to kind of like do a video game. Oh. Okay, yeah. So we just it's kind of like the book itself. We just get to go pick the to go back one page and and do it again. Okay. So we'll explore the commotion in the gazebo instead of the vine. Okay. Man, all of our arrogant skills and we couldn't check the vine out. Come on. Beginning Listen, to doubt we ourselves. We haven't seen these plants before. One was even see-through. Ah. <laughs> uh. That was awesome, though. This is a fun game. I actually do kind of like the game. It's, it's I think, better than the book, in my opinion. Oh, I agree. They did a good job on this one. I'm surprised they didn't do more of these. I don't see how you couldn't with some of the other titles. This does disprove what a friend of the show and of us, uh, Al Garrison, has said. Writhing Vines did. Did kill us. Kill, yeah. kill someone. Uh, Al was wrong. It did. Al well, was dead. You killed We're dead now. Good job. Yeah, you know. Maybe, maybe a little applause for Al here, real quick. Oh yeah, yeah. We need some applause yeah. from the group there here. You go. Hope happy about it. Yeah, good job, Al. You deserve that. Good job, buddy. Good job. <laughs> what? Oh, I should have. You know, writhing vines never killed anybody. We should have said that was some deep thoughts for Al. And so. now deep thoughts. I'll have to remember that for next time. Deep yeah. thoughts from yeah. Al Garrison. <laughs> my work literally is done. my work is done <laughs> yeah that's awesome he's uh, an agent of chaos he really he is. is he's a he's a ninja of chaos a ninja yes he's ninja like so well hey everybody with that yeah. thank you for joining us on this uh monday night edition of uh, uh you the you choose podcast Yes. I'm going to say choose your own vines. Yeah. Choose your own vine podcast. It's a etymology. No, not etymology. What would it be if it's uh, plants? Right. What's the scientific name for, for uh, plants? Her, herb, herbologist. Oh, yes. Because like etymology death, is the, the bugs, death I think. By, death by her, her, herbology. Yeah, herbology. <laughs> All right. 
Well, you can go to youchoosepodcast.com, find out the different ways to get in touch with us. You can also listen to past episodes, but we usually do this every other Monday night. And like a ninja, every other Monday night. Yeah. <laughs> May Day, everybody. Today, yes. happy May Day to everybody. Exactly. You can also May find 1st. us on most social medias, but if you go to youchoosepodcast.com, we've got a merchandise shop there if you want to buy a, a mug with Eddie and Lee on the on the mug diving over a cliff on top of a mammoth. I mean, come on. If you love it? us, it's fun to watch. If you hate us, we're in the middle of dying on that. Yeah, exactly. Cover. So yeah. <laughs> there yeah. you go. I think I don't think I've done it yet, but I can get some boxer shorts put on there so you can have us Ooh, on should. your boxer shorts diving over a cliff on a mammoth. That'd I mean, be so funny. Yeah. you know. Here's us <laughs> right before we die. Exactly. And yeah, and thank you again. Please like, follow, and share us with your friends. If you like comedy or 80s stuff, that's what we try to do. Keep it funny. Keep it light. Talk about some choose your own adventure stuff. Make references to sidekicks. Yes. The hit early 90s show. Yeah. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. I mean, come on. (laughs) Who doesn't want to hear that on a Monday night? It's so so fun. (laughs) It is. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening and watching. And until next time, you... Choose the adventure. Night, everybody. Night, everybody. Thank you for listening. It means a lot that you took the time to hear what we have to say. Please go to youchoosepodcast.com for all the different ways you can connect with us and how you can be part of the live event. And until next time, you choose the adventure. Yeah, that's kind of funny that these books are always, you're always dying or getting hurt or stabbing friends in the back. It's just... We, we couldn't get enough drama. Like we said, like, you know, I want to live maybe not like a whole year, but maybe like a week as a choose your own adventure kid. Oh, man. Just that like assume be... I'm, I'm an expert in everything. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're a Mr. You know? Know-it-all. You have your own lab in the basement. You've got your accoutrement exactly. in, your, in your lab of a microscope. And Oh, I should post. I found, I was going through some old pictures, Eddie, and I found yeah. a picture of me at Christmas time getting a microscope in no the No way. You were like, <laughs> clearly this qualifies me as a scientist now. Yes. I am a full-fledged. I don't need a, a, a correspondence course certificate. I, I already got it. I got this microscope. Powered by the hubris of an 80s kid who read a choose-your-own-adventure book. Yes. I'm now a doctor. I, I thought that was funny. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to tell Eddie about that. I That's like a badge. You automatically get a badge, a true 80s kid, because he had a microscope in the 80s. You know, um, you know, I, it's so funny. It's like I wanted a microscope, but I also wanted the one that transformed into a robot. And oh, yes. Perceptor. Perceptor. Perceptor, yes. yeah. And I was like, you know, like, you know, you could have a microscope or you could have a microscope that transforms into a robot. Yes. Even better. Um, you know, it's like, uh, what was it? You know, they say fortune favors the bold. Yes. It's like fortune favors the kid, the, the 80s kid that read a choose your own adventure book. He's like, I can fly this plane. Don't worry. We're good. No, no problem. Just just move aside. Even though you're a licensed pilot, just move aside. Let, let me do my Dude, job. You know what you're talking about. You're old, you're an old old hat. Let me get on this. Or it's like brain surgery. Man, listen. Do you have any idea how many choose and adventure books I've read? Get out of the way. <laughs> yes. I yeah. But you pull out the certificate or a list of books that's been signed by your elementary teacher. See, 
I've read all of these. Miss Miss Johnson read, said I did. I got to all the endings on Cave of Time. Did you? Did you? <laughs> Get out of here. Know, do you know who you're talking to? He's like, this kid got all, all the endings, even the weird one where they caught on fire on a mammoth. Yeah. That's right. Wow. Get out of here. We should we should take that. So take our logo or our podcast logo and like insert that in some choose your own adventure books and like the libraries and say, Ma, look, teacher, I got to this ending. Why is this with these weird guys on a mammoth falling over a cliff? That'd be the best one ever. Just sneak a book into the library. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, a uh, uh, good friend of the of the podcast here, Jesse Kiefer, beta test of Rio Blast on this cover. Uh, yes, on the cover of the book of House of Danger, there is a strong resemblance to the Attorney and Cowboy Rio Blast. Do I have within arm's reach right here? Look at it. Yes, is it uncanny? It is, or Ezekiel Blast. It's probably his dad, or maybe his cousin. It's his, yeah, exactly. It's, it's his cousin. We also thought Shooter maybe it was, it was Randy Savage. Could be. <laughs> it's a cross between Randy Savage and Rio Blast. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Randy Blast. Oh, yeah. Randy Blast. That'd be great. <laughs> Randy Blast. It's my cousin, Randy Blast. <laughs> so oh, man. Well, we better get started here, folks. Oh, yeah. We're looking at this and we're going to dive in. After this read of this one, we're going to do one. Like, because this is busted up into chapters, if I remember correctly. It is. So one chapter of the game. We're re-getting into the game now, kids. House of Danger. The game! Not and, getting... And your life. Not one time, it. but two times. We're going to go through the book and the game. I don't know. That's too much danger. Are you not entertained? <laughs> you see the tears in our eyes. Here we go. Exactly. We're going to jump the shark. Maybe literally. He's like, like Blast Saw is ready. Ready. Oh, yeah. All right. Hit us, so hit us I'll, one more uh, uh, real quickly. Hit us with one more of those. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. There we you go. You know, it doesn't get old. <laughs> it doesn't. It never does. Oh, Jesse wants to go to the saloon. Well, he always wants to go to the go. saloon. Who are we kidding at this point? We need an in- intervention <laughs> for Jesse. <laughs> All right. So, All right. so do ahead. I start this one or do you? I'll, I'll go ahead and start this one. And when we get to the first decision, we'll go to a different decision than what we did last time. Because yep. we don't want the same danger every night, every time we go through this. We want different danger. The same danger is just no, is just no fun. And exactly. Jesse's right. He, we did ask. I'm sorry. We, My apologies. We did ask. I did yes. Okay. All right. I just fun in you. 